This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earnin today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 464 with Joyce Shulman. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 464. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Joyce Shulman is a serial entrepreneur, idea junkie, addicted skier, and recovering attorney. As the founder and CEO of Macaroni Kid, she helped build a multi-million dollar media company that delivers hyper-local, community-focused content geared for moms in more than 570 communities across the U.S. and Canada. Her decade of work with moms revealed two of the most pervasive challenges facing moms today. Moms are lonely and are confronting a health and wellness crisis. Through extensive research and her own personal experience, Joyce discovered that walking is magic for moms and recently founded 99 Walks, a company on a mission to get a million moms moving. This was a fun conversation. I'm really, really invested personally in Joyce's work, as you're going to hear me talk about. I just think that movement is so imperative and you've heard me say it a million times. Motion allows us to process emotion and Joyce talks about that in really specific concrete ways in this conversation. So... 
maybe put this in your earbuds and lace up your tennis shoes and go for a walk and listen to this. So listen in to hear Joyce share the data that shows us the significance of the current loneliness epidemic and how it deeply impacts our physical health. In fact, the loneliness that we're suffering from can be the equivalent of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. I have been saying for a long time that among women and moms, especially there is an epidemic of loneliness, isolation, depression, and anxiety. And Joyce shows up with the research to support it. She's also going to share the impact of motherhood on high achieving women, the health and wellness crisis facing moms specifically, the beauty and benefits of walking on your physical and emotional health. She'll talk about her book, 99 walks, which is going to inspire you through taking 99 walks to reconnect with yourself. She'll share how to use walking as a gateway to rediscover your truest identity. And she's going to talk to you about creative ways to use walking as COVID therapy, either on your own or with others. So this is a great conversation. It's going to inspire you to get yourself moving and get yourself. It's like personal therapy time, by the way, for those of you who are like, I have no time by myself right now. Well, if you can get a partner on board to be like, Hey, mama needs to go for a walk you can buy back some personal time, which I highly, highly recommend. So I'm super excited to introduce to you Joyce Shulman. Joyce, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so excited to have you here today. I am so excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming and joining me in COVID. We didn't even talk about COVID in the pre-interview, which is, this is like every conversation I have with a new guest is like, well, how are you managing where you are? And we didn't do that. For, so tell me, where are you interviewing from and what is your COVID life like? So interestingly, my COVID life has not changed all that much. I have been running a largely virtual team for quite a few years. So my team is still at it, doing all the things that they do. And I am working mostly from home. I live on the very east end of Long Island in a little town called Sag Harbor. My son is home from college. So that's a total bummer. He's a college freshman and he was just getting into the groove. My daughter is a high school freshman, so I have both of my kids under my roof, uh, which is, for, uh, like for so many of us, a blessing and a curse. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I actually interviewed a friend last week. She has four kids, two are college age and then two are high school. And she's like, this is my dream to like get them all under one roof and they can't leave. And then she's like, and also I'm getting nothing done <laughs> because she's like, I just want to like hang out with my kids and go for walks and play games and like do the things that you think I'll never get to do this again with my kids who are like, you know, between 16 and 24 years old. Absolutely. But then you look at them and you think these are rites of passage that they should be out doing. And I've said to my son a couple of times, you're not supposed to be here. I love you and I want you here, but you're not supposed to be here. Yeah. We picked up my son's seven finishing the first grade, not a super monumental milestone, but we picked up his teacher had families come do pickups of all their bag. The teachers basically cleaned out the desks for them and sent home all their stuff. And we had to do this little quick pickup at school um, in the driveway of the school yesterday. And I was holding back tears the whole way home. And I was like, he doesn't even know that he missed like these special things and saying goodbye to friends and teachers and just like having field day and bike to school day and the ice cream Sunday day, like all the little special things. Exactly. They're a big deal. They're totally a big deal. Yeah, exactly. So as I said, a blessing and a curse, right? 
Yeah. So beyond COVID and having kids back in the house that aren't supposed to be there, <laughs> tell us about the dynamics of your personal and professional life beyond your bio and what you're most excited about right now. Uh, what I'm most excited about is, wow, it's a lot, but I am excited about the opportunity to keep having an impact and connecting with women. So a couple of my passions are around a lot of the loneliness epidemic, and we can dig into that a little bit. That Yes, let's. <laughs> yeah, that confronts women and moms in particular, which in some ways is exacerbated by COVID. But the problems that we were having around that started long, long before quarantine. And getting women connected and getting them moving because we're really facing two things, right? We're facing, and you know this as well as anybody, we're facing a health and wellness crisis and we're facing a loneliness crisis. And I believe those two things are connected. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can you tell us a little bit about this, the science or the data around this loneliness epidemic that you speak to? Because I talk about this as well. I talk about it for moms. I talk about this epidemic of loneliness, isolation, depression, and anxiety that I think that so many moms carry and that we don't know that we're like, we don't recognize that we fit into all of those categories. Absolutely. And then you layer on, oh gosh, we have so much to talk about, but you layer on top of that, the guilt that comes along with that, because I'm doing air quotes in a podcast, right? But this is supposed to be the most joyful and the happiest time of your life. And there goes your sense of identity. And now you're lonely and you're isolated and you're depressed. And now you feel guilty for that on top of everything else, right? Right. Yeah. It's so tricky. And I think it's unique to moms in particular. Let's talk about the loneliness epidemic. And can you share the data around that and the research as well as kind of how you've seen that play out among women and moms? Absolutely. So the former Surgeon General of the United States has really dug into this topic. And some of the research that he has generated shows that loneliness and weak social connections are associated with a reduction in lifespan, similar to that caused by smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Wow. I mean, that's staggering, right? That's the direct implications of this kind of social isolation and how it's damaging our health. And how do you see this showing up specifically for moms? How do you think loneliness is impactful to moms? Or how do you think, how do moms get ourselves in the situation of being loneliness and becoming chronically lonely? So having a new baby is almost lonely by definition. Yes. I vividly remember when I had my son and I was nursing him and he wasn't taking a bottle at that point. That meant that I was the only person on the planet who could feed this little person. So of course I was isolated way more than I ever had been in my life. I've always been busy professionally and I'm socially engaged and all of those things. And just by the nature of doing something I had desperately wanted to do, but by the nature of how that works, I was alone. And then for me, just talking from my personal experience, it compounds because that goes on for a while and you're still putting on a brave face because nobody, and I think it's getting better. So my son is 19 and I do think these conversations, thanks honestly to people like you and all the people doing this work, I think the conversations are getting more robust and more honest around this, which is super helpful, but there is still this pressure 
to put on a perfect face and not to pick up the phone and say, I'm struggling or I'm lonely. Right. There's definitely, I think, an I'm fine <laughs> like facade that we feel pressure to carry. And I also think that we, so many of us have been raised and conditioned to be high achievers and for achievement to define our worth. And so to go from that to being this mom whose job is to sit and feed a baby and feel like that you can't be quote unquote really good at that or excel at that. And that, and actually instead you're feeling super lonely to admit that would be to say, I'm actually not a high achiever in this capacity. And now my worth is lower. And now like, where does that leave me in society? A hundred percent. And I'll tell you a story, which I don't know how many people will relate to this, but I remember being in nursing class 101, you know, breastfeeding 101 at the hospital. Mm -hmm. And the woman, the nurse who was leading it or the lactation consultant who was leading it started talking about different babies' nursing styles and how some kids will nurse in this pattern and others' babies will nurse in this pattern. And I'm writing down and I'm doing the math and I was like, holy cannoli, that could be six hours. So I, ra I raised my hand and I say, so what else can you do while you're nursing? And she looked at me like I was horrible. And she said, well, you can listen to music or watch TV. And I remember at that moment thinking, I'm never going to survive this. <laughs> yes. And I remember when I was nursing my son, I literally like my whole, I created a TV schedule for myself because I was like, I don't know how else to divide up the time. So I was like, you know, at 10 a.m. we're going to watch. At that time, it was Michael and Kelly before it was Ryan and Kelly. And then, you know, at 3 p.m. we're going to watch Ellen. Like I literally had this like, because I didn't know how else to divide up the time. And I didn't know. And to your point, I was like, I feel like I should do something. So I guess I should watch some comedy on Ellen or something <laughs> to to make it feel like I'm doing two things. Exactly. And if you are a high achiever with an active brain, mm -hmm. when you realize you're watching four hours of TV a day, that doesn't feel good. Right. Right. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Oh, this is super interesting. And yeah. So, okay. I want to know, because in addition to this, before we get too far down this path, I want to know, I know you went from being a lawyer to an entrepreneur. And so I'm curious what the connection is in there, how that connects to motherhood and your journey in motherhood. And are they connected? They are connected in a sense, though I have to say that I have always had a very strong entrepreneurial spirit. I started my first company while I was in law school with my sister, and the sister part was okay, but starting a company while you're in law school is a bad, bad <laughs> plan. I don't recommend it to anybody. So I've just always been called to create something, to build something. I'm a self-confessed idea junkie and I love nothing so much as a new idea and something to create. But somewhere along the lines of my legal practice, it occurred to me. So I was living in New York City, working very hard and I did love my work. A lot of lawyers hate what they do. I loved it. But I looked around one day and I realized that this was no place to raise a dog because I kind of wanted a dog. And then I thought, well, if it's not a great place for a dog, it's probably not a great place for a kid. Mm -hmm. And that sort of started this thought process around, I don't think this can be forever for me. And the other piece of it is I'm a little bit of a rebel in the sense that when somebody says, you can't do that, my response is often, watch me. Mm -hmm. So when people- So on the same when, page. 
<laughs> so when people would say to me, you can't have a robust career and really do something exciting and interesting and raise a family at the same time, those two things are mutually exclusive. I said, I don't believe that. Mm. And I sort of set out to prove them wrong. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly, Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue, and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him, and it was getting kind of like icky, and you know, like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches, and then they want to pick at it, and it was getting worse. And so Active Skin Repair showed up on my doorstep (laughs) as a result of the sponsorship, and I got to put it use immediately. And I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect. So Vinny does not like ointmenty, creamy, lotiony things on his body, but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. When did you leave law to go full-time into your own thing? It's been about 20 years. Okay. My husband and I were just talking our first business because we're several businesses into this uh, this journey. That was my next question is I was imagining it had taken some turns. 
Oh, indeed. But our first business, we met with our business partner and I was eight months pregnant at that meeting. And I vividly remember showing up. I know what I was wearing. Oh my gosh. So that was 20 years ago. My son's 19. So that was 20 years ago. So for the last decade, you've been working specifically with moms. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so in your last decade of working with moms, you have learned two different things. And the first thing we've touched on is this loneliness. And so there's this epidemic of loneliness among women and specifically moms, and that women and moms are facing a health and wellness crisis. So can you talk more about, and this probably stays connected to loneliness, but about the health and wellness crisis that you're seeing among moms? Here's the thing that doesn't make any sense to me, truly. We know, sitting here right now, we know more than we have ever known about fitness, wellness, and nutrition. The level of our science and our research and what it takes to be healthy, be at a comfortable, healthy weight, get the exercise you need. It's, we know more than we've ever known, and yet levels of obesity continue to rise. So we're doing something really, really wrong. What do you think we're doing wrong? I think it's a number of things. I think on the one hand, we've put so much pressure and we've created so much idealism around the perfect body, the perfect shape, so much pressure on women to conform in that way that there's a little bit of a backlash against that, a little bit of a don't tell me what to eat. Because at heart, I think a lot of us, like you and I, I think a lot of us have that little bit of rebellious spirit. So I think it's a little bit of that. I do believe it is due in part to what I think is a really artificial way that we've been living. We're sitting all the time. We're behind a long driveway, the end of a long driveway, behind a white picket fence, behind our front doors, uh, living with levels of stress that are unprecedented. And we're self-medicating all of that. Do you agree? Is that some of what you see? That for sure. And I see that there's, I don't, and I think we're going to get into this, but I think that there's not enough emphasis on light to moderate movement. I think that we have this expectation because of diet culture and because we have been told that a smaller body is a better body, that we have this, women have an, this expectation that if I'm going to move my body, it needs to quote unquote count. And what counts is if I burn a certain amount of calories or can like run a certain distance as fast as possible, or can lift a certain amount of weights with dumbbells or get a CrossFit workout done in a certain amount of time, that quote unquote counts because that is this level of achievement that we have deemed as a society is like appropriate for us to try to make our bodies smaller. And I think in the process of being conditioned that way, we have totally lost the power of moving our bodies in mild to moderate ways that have massive physical and emotional benefits to them. So not only do I agree with you 110% that, and we may or may not get into it, but that is the mission behind our new effort, our new mission for 99 Walks. And what we're seeing is the incredible way this is resonating with people because part of our message a key part of our message is lace up your sneakers, walk out the door and take a walk. And that quote unquote counts. Yes. And I think that it's funny. I started watching, following a fitness professional after my son was born and who she's single and doesn't have kids, but she was talking just as an entrepreneur talking about how she does one to two hours of leisure walking a day. And she's someone who was like completely like the most beautiful muscly body that, you know, 
in my eyes. I'm like, oh my God, like I would love to have her shoulders and her six pack, all these things that women deem beautiful. And, but she started talking about leisure walking and what leisure walking does for her. And she's like, yeah, like I love to lift weights and all that. But for my mental health and for my creativity as an entrepreneur, I know that I have to walk like one to two hours a day because that's where I think and I process. And, and in hearing her talk about this over the course of a few years, I was someone at that time who always went running. So I was like, well, I can get it done faster if I just go running. And again, back to like, it counts you know, more if I run versus walk. And I started thinking more and more about giving weight to just having time to go and not push myself as hard as possible, as fast as possible, and just move slowly and let myself think. And that created so much freedom for me. And that's actually how I discovered podcasting. And then it became this like therapy of I can go listen to a podcast and go for a 40 minute walk and come back full of new ideas and new vision and energy and all of this stuff and and let go of and mitigate anxiety and depressive symptoms. And I was like, Oh my gosh, there's like a million gifts in this. And here I was, you know, after 20 years of like, I just need to go running as hard as I can as fast as I can. And it was super, super eye opening. Listen, honestly, it's what I preach every day. We talk so much about walking, not for the sake of just your body or your weight. It's all about your mind and your mood and your body because all of those three things are absolutely connected in my book. And walking, not for the sake of accomplishing X or burning Y, but to give yourself that mental space and that mood boost and all of that, it's life-changing for sure. Yeah. So tell me, how did you go from like lawyer, high achiever, driven, the mom who wants to breastfeed and also be accomplishing something to, I'm just going to go for a walk? (laughs) It's interesting. I've always walked. So, and I tell this story sometimes, my dad's a retired coach. And when I was 16, I walked into the house one day after school and he took one look at me and said, go for a walk. And when you get back, we'll talk. And I had had, obviously, a really crappy day. And I don't know if it was mean girls or a boy or a bad grade. It was high school, right? So who knows? But I listened to my dad and I dropped my backpack and I walked out the door and I took a two-mile walk. And I vividly remember that day because I remember when I walked in the house, how my entire mood and perspective had changed. And that moment really truly stayed with me. So I've always been someone who walks off her stress and who processes while I'm walking and just takes these long, long walks. And then, gosh, I guess starting a couple of years ago, I started walking with friends. And now the type A personality comes back, right? Because what I discovered is if you walk with a friend, you get this wonderful opportunity to connect and have real conversations because walking is really beneficial to communication and, as you said, creativity, which fuels a great conversation. And I get to be outside in nature, which I think is incredibly restorative and important. And I get some exercise. So I was like, I am checking three boxes at one (laughs) time. Look at me winning walking. Winning walking. (laughs) So like girlfriends would text me and say, do you want to meet for a cup of coffee? And I would say, no, let's go for a walk because I can check those other two boxes at the same time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it because I've totally done that too. And I also want to talk about with walking with a friend and this can go in many contexts. So walking with a friend, a family member, a partner, a child, 
I think there's such a can be such a benefit to walking with someone and not having eye contact. I think it brings down barriers and there's a different level of vulnerability that feels safe and comfortable for people that allows for deeper connection. Have you had that experience? A hundred percent. And there's some research around your son is too young for this experience so far, but when you get there, you will discover that there's research that if you want to have a meaningful conversation with your teenager, don't look them in the eye. Treat them like a wild animal, Right. <laughs> which is why people say they have great conversations in the car because they're shoulder to shoulder. Yes. I was just going to say the car. <laughs> totally. Right. And it's that same kind of dynamic if you're walking together and then you get the added benefit of you're boosting some oxytocin, you're getting a little bit of an endorphin kick, Mm -hmm. serotonin levels are going up, and you have all of these things physiologically that are helping drive that connection. Yeah, yeah. So I have to share in quarantine, I've been walking like more than ever. Walking is some, I made a deal with myself, I think it was three summers ago, that I get up and work out every morning, but I made a deal with myself three summers ago that I would every day that it was sunny, that I would also go for a walk in the afternoon, even if it was only like 15 minutes, just to get myself up from my desk. Because to your point, like sitting disease is a real thing. And so I was doing this and it was, and I loved it and I still love it and I still try to do it. So in quarantine, I've been doing it a lot more because I need to get away from all the people that are in my household that are normally not here. (laughs) And so my child is not in school. My husband's not at the office. Like we're all right here under the roof. And so this has been my escape and it's been such a precious escape. And I've talked at length about this in our private Facebook group about how much I've been loving walking by myself during quarantine. But I also have roped my son into it here and there. And now it feels... Now I have to like decide how selfish I'm going to be about walking. So like there's times where I'm like, I'm just going to sneak out because I do not want anyone to come with me. And then I think other days where I'm like, I should really bring him with me because it's going to be quality time and he should be getting out too. But then it feels like the sacrifice of my own time. And I'm curious if you've heard other moms talking about that or if you've had some of that yourself. Well, all of that. But before we get into that, I want to talk for a minute about something you said, which is walking every time it's sunny out. So... We talk a fair bit at 99 Walks about the fact that we are the kind of people who walk in the rain. And if you haven't had that experience, I encourage you, if it's drizzling, if it's gray, especially if you're going to walk by yourself, just trust me on this. Go out and walk in the drizzle. I love that you bring this up because in normal life outside of COVID, I typically only walk in decent weather. But I have been walking every day regardless of weather because I need to get out of my house. So I actually walked in the rain yesterday. And when I looked outside yesterday, I was like, oh, it's raining. Maybe it's funny. I'll go running in the rain, but walking in the rain seems like it's too hard or something. I don't know why I have had a mental block around it, but I did. I went anyways. I was like, this is ridiculous. If I would go running in the rain, why wouldn't I go walking in the rain? So I went and I was like, this is super amazing. It was actually really peaceful. And there was hardly, there might not have been anyone out, like compared to most sunny mornings where I'm seeing a lot of people out right now. There was no one. I was like, oh, this is like serious me time. Exactly. There's something magical about those rainy days. There's something so incredibly peaceful about being outside. And there's that smell of rain, which is really special. Yeah. Can you talk about what drove you to start 99 Walks and tell us about your book as well? Sure. So 99 Walks really came out of my experience 
of the power of walking for me personally, both walking on my own to process for all the reasons we were just talking about. And then my experience of walking with my girlfriends, which is incredibly powerful for me and my social circle. And this loneliness that I'm seeing and the desire of so many moms to check multiple boxes at one time because our time is so limited. So that piece of it all kind of came together in walking is so powerful for me. Can I share that? Can I promote that? Can I build tools to encourage other women to embrace that? And that was really the genesis for 99 Walks. And so does 99 Walks walk us through 99 actual walks that you've taken? No. So 99 Walks is an app-based program and community that we encourage our members and our community to set a goal for themselves. Everybody identifies and sets their own goal. And if they crush that goal, we send them what we call wearable inspiration, which is a yep, a bracelet inscribed with the theme of the month. So the theme for April actually was walk in the rain, which turned out to be yeah a fact and a metaphor really appropriate, I would say, for April. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, and May is inhale, exhale, because I'm hoping that at some point, Point this during the month of May, we have the chance to exhale some of this stress and pressure. I love it. Oh my gosh. So when people use the app, they can track their walks and then get rewarded based on where they're at. Exactly. So there's a gamification to this. Yep. And we have daily walking classes and a really wonderful, supportive community, just amazing group of women. Very, very cool. Talk about how walking has been magical and healing for you throughout my life. So I talked about that one specific day I remember with my dad. And then I have another moment that I specifically remember. And I think that your audience may really relate to this, but my son was born in January and it was very hard for me. It was a very hard six weeks after his birth. And I remember one day in February, it was a rare, sunny, beautiful day. And that doesn't happen very often in New York in February. And my husband and I went out for a walk with the baby in a stroller. And I remember it so clearly. You know how you have those moments, especially when your baby is little. There are just these moments that stay with you forever. And I remember we were walking down this street around the corner from our house and the sun was shining. And I remember thinking, oh, maybe I can do this. And that was really a turning point for me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. How else do you think when we look at this epidemic, kind of taking us back to where we started around loneliness and our overall sense of wellness, how does can walking create connection to self and connection to our like awareness to ourself that can ease some of that loneliness or help us shift our perspective around some of the walls we keep up that keep us in those lonely places? It's so many things. I say it's a couple of things. It's actually so, so <laughs> many things. So there's the benefits to your mind and your mood that come from walking. And one of the great challenges with loneliness and with depression is a body in motion stays in motion, right? And a body at rest stays at rest in order to move forward in so many ways, socially, with your mood and your productivity, you got to get moving and it fuels some movement fuels more movement. And to your point earlier, lacing up your shoes and walking out the door to take a walk, does not feel highly pressured. 
I know so many women, one woman in particular I'm thinking about who talked about how she really walked out of her postpartum depression. Now, obviously, it's that is not a one-trick pony. It's not a simple solution to a very serious and complex problem. But as she was moving through that, she made a deal with herself that she would walk out her front door every day to the end of her driveway. And she says that it was one of the things that grounded her and just started her on that journey to start moving forward. It's just a, it's just putting one foot in front of the other and taking those steps in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming or too hard or insurmountable. Right. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. I always say motion processes emotion. And so I think that that, and I think that it's interesting, you know, there's this difference for me between how I process emotion 
and restore mental health when I'm doing something like walking versus something like taking a spin class or lifting weights or things like that. And so I think there's this kind of passive release that happens if I'm doing something like lifting weights or taking a spin class and someone's, you know, blasting music and yelling in my face the whole time. <laughs> but, and which is great. That's like hugely beneficial. And I get done and I feel strong and I feel powerful and I feel fired up. And then there's this other piece that is emotion where I'm processing emotion very actively rather than passively, where I'm able to think through a problem and think through a conversation or think through a solution or think through something where I want to be creative. And I, over time, have really gotten more and more dialed into how I process in different movement patterns. And so now it's funny, I will have a specific problem or block around something and think, okay, like, I don't know how to solve this. And I don't, and this often happens with work stuff. I'll think, I don't know what I want to talk about in this talk that I need to write for, you know, a month from now. And I literally will be like, okay, well, that means I need to go for a walk then (laughs) or go for a run, either one. But like, I can give myself this assignment of like, we're going to go move and the answers will come. And they always do. And it, it sounds a little bit cheesy and also a little too easy, I think, to be like, I'm just going to go for a walk and figure it all out. But I now have done that enough that I can trust that in myself. And that is such a gift to be able to know, okay, this feels really hard or big or overwhelming or confusing today. And I'm going to go either walk or run. And I'm a slow runner. So <laughs> so walk or run until I get to the answer. And it's funny. Oftentimes I'll be like five minutes from my house and be like, and there it is. Like, that's the thing I needed. And I'm going to go a little further and process it a little bit more and then turn around and come back. But it happens like clockwork now. And that's been really, really powerful to be able to tap into that and know that that, that my body and mind can connect in that way. Listen, some of the greatest thinkers have always walked to process and to create. And there's research around how walking fuels creativity. It's a for sure thing. Yeah. And I will say, and you can probably relate to this, to sit down and open up a Google Doc or a Word Doc to like, okay, I need to come up with something feels so overwhelmingly hard sometimes and not creative. And there's can be such a block around it. And that feels so different than I'm going to just go walk and think about this. And what's hard about that for me, and I'm sure you relate to this, or maybe not, maybe you're further along even the journey that I am, but it feels almost indulgent when I have a deadline or I have a project that needs to be completed. And I say to myself, I'm going to go take a half hour walk so I can process this. There is still part of my brain that's saying, don't you get up from that chair? You have work to do. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I totally agree that it does feel indulgent. And I think that what I've noticed in the past and in the summer, so when I talked about how I started out this, like, I'm going to walk every day that it's sunny. I used it as a reward. Like, okay, I'm going to get this work done. And then at the end of the day, before I go pick up my son, I'll go for this walk. And it was this, I positioned it as an indulgence. And what I've noticed during COVID, because now I'm walking early in the morning and then sometimes again later in the day. So I'm putting it at a different time of day. And now I'm noticing, oh, wait, like this doesn't need to be a reward. And it feels indulgent because especially if I'm listening to like a comedy podcast or something (laughs) instead of like personal or professional development, but it can feel indulgent. But I also can see that like this is, and you know, the same thing around any sort of exercise or any sort of self-care or time taken for oneself, especially as a mom, we, I think, have to reframe what is quote unquote indulgent and what is just us taking care of ourselves and us doing the things that make us function most optimally. 
And, and walking is absolutely one of those things. And we have to continue. And I'm lecturing myself here, right, in this conversation. <laughs> we have to yeah. continue to remind ourselves that sometimes getting up and walking away is the best thing you can do for yourself, for your work, for your family. Yeah, absolutely. You had mentioned the book. I definitely want to share a little bit of what that's all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. Because the book is not 99 specific walks. So the book is 99 thought starters and ideas and things that I think are important to think about. And what I've seen, and interestingly, it's changing a little bit now with COVID, but there's so much incredible content out there. We all have access to so much valuable content, but I feel like we're running past it all. So I wrote this book around the idea of encouraging people, women in particular, and moms even more particularly, to read a section, and there are only about three pages, and go out on a walk to give yourself the time and the space to process and percolate and think about what it is you need to think about, because our minds are so powerful that the messages we need to hear will come to the surface if we'll just give them some space. Mm, I love that. Thank you for circling us back to the book, by the way, because I meant to get us back there. So I'm glad you did that. <laughs> Thank um, you. I love that. And I also think that, and I'm curious, I'm sure you've gotten this feedback, that if you aren't used to giving yourself mental space, I'm thinking specifically of moms who have like you know, a one-year-old and a three-year-old, like you haven't had mental space in years. And so if you're not used to giving yourself any mental space to walk out your front door by yourself with, and not know what to think about, like that is actually very vulnerable. And especially if you're a high achiever, because then you think, okay, so now I need to use this time to like think productive thoughts or come up with a plan or do like, so to have some framework around something that for many people might seem really simple, but for a high achiever kind of control freak person like myself might want to attach purpose to everything. I think that there's so much benefit to that. Exactly. I love it. Little structure to it. And as I say, it's a thought starter or a piece of research or something I have learned that I really want to share, something I've read that I think is important, wisdom of other people, all the good stuff. I love it. So what have you seen in moms since starting 99 Walks? What I've seen, I received an email literally two hours ago, and I want to try to get the quote right, which I don't think I will, but I'll get the sentiment right. Walking has proven to be a gateway for people to get back to the people they were before, get back in touch with their physical self and their emotional self. So a woman uh, messaged me or emailed me earlier today and she said, 99 Walks has been a gateway for me. I had forgotten how much joy I took in movement and music. And today I cranked up the music. I rediscovered my love of Prince, which cracks me up. And I was singing and dancing as I was cleaning my house. And I haven't done that in years. So we really look at this through the lens of it opening up a, a lens back into the person you're meant to be because we're meant to move. All this sitting, all of this pressure, all of this loneliness, gosh, it's just not good for us, right? I want to talk a little bit about how to quote unquote, do it right. Because so I know that when so when I was in school to be a personal trainer years ago, so I was in the fitness industry for many years. And so when I was in school to be a personal trainer, we had all these frameworks, and they were so specific. It was like, if you're going to do a weight training workout, you need to do 
pick three exercises per body part, do three rounds, and then 12 reps on each round. And, and everything was very formulaic. And I think the beauty with walking is that there isn't a formula and it doesn't have to look a certain way. There's not a right way to do it. So can you talk a little bit about the different ways that you see women incorpor- and moms incorporating walking into ways that are beneficial? And especially for moms, you know, with maybe with really little kids that the different ways walking can look and fit into a busy and sometimes overwhelming life. Yeah, Sarah, but nobody's going to like my advice on this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited now. For the people who are super busy and don't have a minute to yourself, unless you have a new baby or a child who's not sleeping through the night, most of us need to go to bed earlier and get up earlier because you need to find those windows You can't make the excuse, I don't have time to walk. Because it's true, you're not going to find time. And this is not just walking, this is all of the self-care stuff that's important. You're not going to find, an hour is not miraculously going to fall out of the sky for you because we've created these incredibly busy, pressured lives. Now, some of that's changing a little bit with covid which is a little bit of the silver lining for all of this. So many people are walking so much more. So many people have actually found that extra hour. Yeah. And then it becomes the question of what are you going to do with it? So part of it is, and exactly what we've been talking about, recognizing the value in that, even if you can't quantify it, right? We want to measure everything. We want to measure every step. We want to, we want to step count. We want to measure our calories. We want to see how much I'm a big CrossFitter. So I'm all about, you know, my PRs, my personal records. How much can I deadlift? Yeah. Yeah. But it can't all be about that. Sometimes it just has to be about putting one foot in front of the other and taking that space, whatever that looks like for you. There are no rules. Morning, evenings, headlamps, middle of the day, baby in a stroller, walking with your partner. There are so many ways that you can fit something so simple and powerful into your life. I love it. And I so agree about making the time. Like you choose to make the time because you're right. You're not going to just wake up one day with, I just happened to have a spare hour. How odd. Like That's just not going to happen. And you know what? There's one other piece of that. You also can't wait until you feel like it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That's a great point. Yeah. You just have to go and trust that when you're halfway through, you'll probably feel like it. The other one day last week, I actually went for a run. I don't run a ton because I don't like it honestly as much as walking, but sometimes it gives you a little something different. Mm-hmm. And I desperately did not want to run, but I wanted to feel the way I feel when I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> That's like 99% of my runs. (laughs) Right, exactly. So I think for people who aren't in that headset and that mindset, they're thinking, well, I'm not going to do this because I don't feel like it. And I think what they have to really appreciate is that those of us who make this a meaningful part of our lives, we never feel like it practically. Yeah. And I think that if you're not in a place of making time for yourself, it's really hard to understand the benefit until you start doing it. And then you can't imagine not doing it. And so whether, I mean, you know, when we look at this in the context of whether it's going to do CrossFit or going walking or 
taking a bath, like whatever the thing you do in motherhood that's just you, just for you, all on your own. It's the thing that I think is so easy to put off. Well, I don't really feel like it, or it's too hard to make a priority, or I have to ask for help or support, or I have to try to find a way to fit it in. There's all these reasons to make it a thing that I'll do tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. But when you get the positive reinforcement after having practiced it for a little while, then all of a sudden there's this really dramatic shift. And so I really want to encourage people, if you're feeling this stress around loneliness, around lack of sense of identity or feeling lost in terms of who you are, the way to find yourself is through committing to spending time with yourself and dedicating time to yourself in some way that benefits your health and whether that's in your mental health and your physical health. And I think that this is such a beautiful example of that. The other option that we didn't actually talk about is walking and talking. Yes. Yeah. So we're not walking together. We're all social distancing. But these nifty little devices that we carry around with us all the time, just plug in a a headset or a speaker or your headphones that come with your phones and call your friend, call your mother, call a high school buddy and go for a walk together. It's not as good as walking side by side, but it's so much better than most people think it'll be. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you brought that up because I've actually done this a few times in the last few weeks and I did it. I have a friend, my friend Melody. She four years ago committed to walking 10,000 steps a day in Seattle, rain or shine every single day year round. And she's done it now. She's on her fourth year. And so we used to walk together a couple times a year, like every six months or so we would get together and walk. And so during COVID, we were due for a reconnect. And so I said, well, let's walk, but we'll just stay in our own neighborhoods and get on the phone. And we were, I told my husband I'd be gone for 45 minutes. And like an hour and a half later, I had literally like, I had walked out and back. And then I just kept circling my own block like 18 more times because we were having such a great conversation. And it ended up being so much fun. And my husband, when I got home, he's like, where were you? I'm like, just circling the same block. I mean, the neighbors must've been like, what is she doing? But yeah, it was amazing. And I've also done that talking with my mom, like just taking the phone out and walking. And I lose track of where I'm at sometimes if I'm walking and talking. Like I'll be like, oh, how did I even get two miles from my house? I guess I should turn around. So it can be really great. Yeah. I think people don't, who haven't tried it, don't realize that it's going to be a better experience in all likelihood than you think. You think it's going to be a little awkward. You think it's going to be a little hard to hear or it's going to be weird, but you know what? It's really, really good. Yeah, for sure. Okay. This has been amazing. I so appreciate your time. I want you to tell people one more thing before we get, we want to know where to connect with you and everything and where we can get your book. But I want you to tell us how you are currently showing up as a shameless mom. I have worked so hard to try to put aside expectations of what I think my kids are supposed to be doing. I have tried to put aside putting my expectations on them of how they should be showing up or what their life should be like and really working to take a step back and letting them become them. And that's really hard because as moms, we want, first of all, we have hopes and dreams and expectations for our kids and we see their talents. Mm -hmm. 
we see their talents better than they see their talents. So you should be an artist. You should be a X, Y, and Z. I have so many great ideas for you, child. <laughs> I have so many great ideas for you. And it's very hard to step back and say, I know you have all this talent, but what you're going to do with it is up to you. And I'm just here to support you. And that's how I work to show up for my kids. And I don't get it right all the time. That's for sure. I love that. And I, this is actually the second interview I've done today where we've talked about like when you see certain things in your child, but you have to wait for them to see them themselves <laughs> rather than trying to manage and control it. <laughs> yep. So hard. I love it. Oh my gosh. Joyce, this has been great. And I know that you have inspired some people to lace up their shoes today and get out their front door, even if it's with a stroller or in my situation, sometimes a kid on a bike while I also carry his skateboard so he can decide on a minute to minute basis, which wheels he would like to be on. I know that you've inspired some people to get moving and get walking and use this as a method of COVID therapy. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Can you tell people where they can find you, connect with you and get your resources? Absolutely. So you can find me on social media at Joyce R. Shulman on Instagram and uh, Twitter. And you can find 99walks at 99walks.fit or on Facebook at 99walks or on Instagram at 99walks. And my book is called Walk Your Way to Better and it's available on Amazon. Awesome. I love that. Okay. We're going to have everything linked up in the show notes. So if you go to shamelessmom.com and find the episode with Joyce, you will see everything linked up there and you can just click on through. Joyce, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much. It was really fun. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. 
Through episodes with me, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.